Good evening, good evening, good evening. Let's get right into another KG, 5th Ward Wildcat and Doc podcast. Brothers, how are you? Doing well. Football coaches, football coaches, football coaches. Get hired today, this week. And let's do this right off the top, the big news that everybody's been waiting for. According to footballscoop.com, sources tell us that Alcorn State offense coordinator Willie Simmons has accepted the head coaching job at Prairie View University, right? That's yep. That's the big news we all want to talk about, right? That's a star knock. That's a star knock. Doc, you have anything you want to add on that? Doc wrote a news? check. Wrote, Doc wrote a check. Yeah, I think that's, that's the direction that everybody's been talking about uh, for about two weeks now, that he was obvious when he was in town. Many people had the rumor out there that he had interviewed actually at Friday uh, with the athletic director, Ashley Robinson. Uh, they've been a pretty good job of keeping things close to the vest. They did bring the people in. But I think a lot of that was based on uh, human resource requirements. Obviously, there was some thoughts about other candidates, whether that was Henry Frazier being able to get back into the saddle and get it done. Many people liked that idea. Others were quite dissatisfied with that idea. But it looks like tomorrow at noon, before everything is said and done, it will be that. Hillman was on campus. That's another people that people were mentioning, and some people were saying they were going to try to pair the two up, so we'll see how that plays up. I don't think that's the case, but Willie Simmons, from my opinion, has been the guy from the outset, and we just had to play through the choices and get it done. So it looks like uh, that's a done deal, which is interesting because he was a top three candidate at FAMU, so it looks like one of those will fall off if this holds true with the press conference tomorrow. Uh, then you had the fact that Latrell Scott was a candidate. Uh, that many people think that uh, my latest word is the fact that he actually agreed to take the job at Norfolk State. We'll see how fast that when they say agree, does it mean he signed the paperwork? A lot of people are gun shy about putting it out, and that's why a lot of things leak out in terms of the fact that people have agreed, uh, but you don't have an institution really put it out there because they want to make sure that the contract is signed. And then, obviously, they like to do the fanfare with the media uh, presentation. But that's pretty much on the HBCU framework of what's going on here. We're still waiting on FAMU, which brings us to the fact that we had an AD that resigned from FAMU, Kellen Winslow, a senior, actually wrote a letter to the president. As she reported last night, she said it was not a forced resignation. Many people, particularly the alumni, disagree with that, but they could care less because most of them wanted to see him outside of what they refer to as the hills down there as well, FAMU campus, uh, for the Rattlers, strike, strike, strike again. So it'll be interesting to see what that means because now they're actually looking for a head coach and an athletic director as the wheel continues to roll. No updates on Alabama State. Again, rumors were out there Jenkins, but then you had the press come out and said that they couldn't afford to get Jenkins in there. My understanding is he's making like 265 k at Bethune-Cookman University, which is amazing to me for that private institution. But uh, they believe in winning, and I guess they are, they can pay it. So. Doc, how are these people? You know, all of a sudden, this, 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 the internet this information is just getting out about everybody's salary, not base salary. Well, you know, I think it's the day of everybody wants to report. Everybody, I think in a lot of ways it's good. Because it means that people have interest in your program okay. and uh, okay. in, in your thing. So it's just like, in my opinion, just like the big boys, uh, as we refer to them in terms of financial means, 
Because that, just like things get leaked out there, you have a lot of people that have connections and a lot of people want this information. So oftentimes if you're in an office, you have a secretary who pass information to. Uh, she has friends. It doesn't take much for her to leak it. Most people are comfortable that it's not going to come back because we don't, they don't necessarily leak it with the name associated with it. Then you have the cases, to be honest, you have some athletics that directors that are savvy enough that they leak their own information to sources to either kind of muddle the water or try to see how people are going to feel about a certain hire. So they do it in themselves on purpose. So it, it plays on both sides. So in my opinion, this is nothing more than what you see at the largest level. It just trickles down and is played, and those that are in the business of providing people information at the various levels do the same thing, and they get their hands on it. Now, got that big news out of the way. Some bigger news to uh, discuss. You wrote a check? I did write a check. I wrote two. Well, that's all I want to know, because that's the only way people get hired around here. You writing a check now. As, As an alumnus. U of H alum, <laughs> I did. I did indeed, so yes. But uh, seriously, I did write check though. Yes, I did. Tom Herman is expected, has agreed, according to Joseph Duarte of the Chronicle and Mark Berman of Fox Sports, Fox Sports 26, I think that's the official correct title for Scoop, that uh, Tom Herman, Ohio State OC, has agreed to a five-year contract to become the Houston University of Houston Cougars' next head football coach. Thoughts? Hey. Let me say this real quick. We were talking about salaries and how uh, it's information is out there. Uh, last week, Monday or so, last week, USA Today posted the assistant. salaries for the assistant coaches. Yep. And Tom Herman at Ohio State earned, was ranked 48th out of the Division One uh, assistant coaches. He earned $550,000 base and $206,250 in potential bonuses. And he probably he probably got that. And he probably reached that just because of them winning the uh, conference championship, getting to a bowl game, and getting in the playoff. Um, and I don't know whether assistant coaches' contracts are set up for APR like they are with the head coach, but some of those things are added in as far as bonuses. And uh, we also know that assistant coaches are usually the ones that are in charge of uh, camp. Summer camp. That's their job, and that's what they do. True. And uh, it depends on Urban Meyer. And I'd be kind of curious to see how many schools, universities tie APR to the assistant coaches, you know, for sure, head coaches. That's right. That would be kind of interesting to see. That's find out. So it would be kind of interesting to see. But getting back to uh, footballscoop.com. There you go. They reported that uh, Major Applewhite will be joining the U of H staff. Mm-hmm. And uh, Drew... Assistant head coach? Or? Yes. OC. Yeah, offense coordinator. And Drew... Bob, I'm just going to spell his last name. I don't want to pronounce it and butcher it. M-E-H-R-I-N-G-E-R. Mayringer. Mayringer. But Drew is a former Ohio State grad assistant. And both of those gentlemen are... Expected to join Coach Herman at U of H. And it's also thought that uh, current UH defensive coordinator David Gibbs will remain with a Coach Herman and stay as defense coordinator on this staff. So it looks like a very solid staff that uh, Coach Herman is putting together. 
and I think the recruits will be happy. The alums are happy. I know for a fact uh, numerous alums are quote-unquote popping bottles this morning and this afternoon <laughs> when it became – and I will say this also. It is part of, like, our DNA as U of H student, alum, some associated with the university, whatever, to be a pessimist. And despite the fact that it was not, it was not, had not been official or whatever, and all signs pointed to Tom Herman being the next head coach of U of H, there were a few internet sources saying that uh, deal hadn't been reached yet or, you know, hold the horses kind of things. So those U of H people were, I don't know, I'm scared, I'm worried, I'm, 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 I'm afraid it's not going to happen. Not writing a check. You know, 90, not a check. 90% of everybody was like, calm down. This is a great day to be a Cougar and that set a great day, to, great day to be a UVH alum. It's always a great day to be a Cougar, personally speaking, because I'm a UVH grad and proud of it. And as Wildcat has said, yes, I did write a check. Or two, like I said, or two. But relax, my fellow alums. Tom Herman is the next head coach of University of Houston. So he and Chad Morris can go fling the ball all around here in state of Texas in the American. And there was some other n- news and rumors spreading around the internet world in well, America uh, that uh, hold on. U-Bates may be going to uh, the Big 12. Hold on. Hold on. I know where you was headed with that because that came up in the conversation last week also on a Wednesday. I, I had a good lunch. They were, these folks were talkative. Because Matt Musil said apparently in his Sunday uh, sports update or Saturday or Sunday I think it was an opinion, editorial sport part of Muse's yeah. segment that uh, the Big 12 should invite U of H now, to, join, to join the conference. I'm glad you mentioned should, because remember that to be a topical word for this evening's topic. They should, but when you ask the question of which Texas school fits into what the Big 12, not just being, needing a, another body, but actually fitting into what they're about doing, and U of H has yet to reach that pinnacle. Yet to reach it. They're what, on their way. But what pinnacle not. are you talking about? What other U of H, what other Texas school are you talking about? Yeah, I don't think there it, is. It, it ain't Rice. No, I, I didn't, did I mention Rice? No, but you are the hootie hoo, so I was wondering if you're going down the road. No, that's, so what uh, other school is there? Seriously. Not SMU. That school was mentioned. Man. And the only reason it was mentioned is because of where they are now. Well, now you have TCU. And, 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 and you already had it, Mark. If now, you have TCU, there's no way TCU is going to vote on that. That's, but now, it, it's, it doesn't it, it, fit you, everybody keeps saying that, practice. just like you, you just like the, the We mentioned last week. I said last week at TCU and SMU. They, they just, yeah, they just, they just don't fight. They just can't stand each other. And they, you know, they just who the philosopher, no philosophical way. wise, they just don't. Now, for the same reason that that, that comes up with that, that, that argument comes up with SMU, it's the same reason that folks have arguments with U of H right now. They just aren't sure what they, or who they are, and whether just bringing them in, just to be bringing them in, bringing in about it, because they're BYU not, is going to get the invitation. That's two different those, arguments, though. Those, SMU, TCU don't get along. Period. They don't get along. Philosophy wise, I mean, oh, that that goes back. I mean, petty wise, but U of H, the reasons could be more legitimate in the sense of the lack of attendance, alumni, et cetera. But the U of H, SMU. History-wise, that, yeah. that's not even that's not even but that's not me, even let me, let me put this on the table. Okay, I'm listening. Conference expansion is a must. It, yeah, for the Big Twelve, for the Big Twelve, it's a must right now. They're up against the wall now, right now. They're in the back of the corner. Okay, 
conference expansion is not about a body in terms of institution in regards to how popular they are. It's not really about in terms of how well the facilities are. Those are lower on uh, the items in terms of what you look for. Okay. Expansion in this market in regards to television is about, I mean, in terms of television, yeah. it's just about that. It's about markets. All right. In terms of television markets. And it's about getting into new markets. Okay. Now. When you and I agree with that. See, that's where that's U of H joined the Big 12 yeah. is not really a plus. There you go. Yeah. I agree with that. That's why going to Cincinnati, I, I, we said it last week. Cincinnati, Cincinnati and U of H, no, 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 no. Not Memphis. Memphis market is, what, right, 80. Mm-hmm. I mean. But but the BYU, uh, uh, you when, know, when, you, when you mentioned BYU, because it's, I mean, that was, when, when we I ranked them, name, we, we ranked them. It was Cincinnati. This market is really low in terms of 80, yeah. but oftentimes um, because of where it's located, Tennessee, you know, yeah, yeah they yeah. do a greater, you know, field, yeah, so right. they can jump up to like 40 when they do a. But the, but BYU brings in market. a larger market just because of reasoning yes, where they're. But the group. problem you have with BYU is them Sunday games. Games. Now that's why they didn't get in the Pac-12, and that's why they a lot of schools had major issues with them getting in the big. Same way with Utah. Twelve when they talked about it the first time. Right. Well, no, Utah uh, is a public institution, so they don't have the same but, real issues about that. The issues with Utah that some people at the Pac-12 have was more of an academic issue, and that didn't stay long because it pro- provided a whole different market. And after the president heard about what the Utah market could give them in regards to the other institution mm-hmm. they were lining with and what it would do for a 12-team mm-hmm. conference. Mm-hmm. It was quick that they jumped on Utah, and obviously Colorado was a no-brainer in right. regards to that. Okay. But, no, if they're going to expand, which probably makes sense, it's going to be about markets. You're going to create maybe a matchup and try to create it with Cincinnati to give them some type of partner, and whoever else you get is going to be outside of the Texas market. It just... Uh, you have enough teams in Texas to do it. And unfortunately, because I would love to see U of H in there, I don't have as much connection with SMU, but I wouldn't be mad if SMU was in the conference. But in terms, if you watched any expansion over the last mm-hmm. eight years, okay. it has nothing to do with all this other stuff that people love to talk about. And it's nice. It's about television markets. I have to beat this over the brow with my students. Because they talk about this. It's the same issue that people have in the SWAC. Talking about Tuskegee coming into the SWAC. I said Tuskegee, as nice as they are, as a prestige institution, as great as their football program is, and now recently the basketball program, it does nothing for you. You're already in Alabama. It doesn't give you any new marketing pleasure to shift SWAC in terms of a different right. market to expand it. Okay. Gives you no television. Okay. Buttress of what you're doing if you're trying to renegotiate a contract. And the only reason a television is going to renegotiate a contract is if you show them that, hey, we product another institution that provides you another market where it's relevant for you to renegotiate okay. this contract. That's always why I talk about Tennessee State. That's why I talk about FAMU. Even Langston, as small as it is, it provides you at least the Oklahoma market. Really, what you would want to get in, in my opinion, in the sweat would be Atlanta, even if it means getting uh, Clark Atlanta and maybe pairing it in with Tuskegee or going to Fort Valley State, Albany State, because, again, it's about getting into a new market. Now you open up the Georgia market. If you get into Florida A&M, you open up the Florida market okay. in terms of providing new creative. All right. Now, it doesn't work. Because my argument was, why would you decide to bring another Texas school into the Big 12? 
That 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 was the, that's what where my argument was in the in the in the lunch, in the meeting because everybody keeps saying you need to stay in Texas. And I said that's what got you in trouble before. You need to spray it out. Yeah, well, it, everybody it, 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 wants to it, stay in Texas because people have affiliation. But an affiliation it, for U of H, and you should, or SMU, and for a lot of reasons, I think you should have that. But I'm just telling you that that's not how the, the, the presidents and right. commissioners and athletic directors look at this. It's all about, for example, if you're going to bring in two schools, okay, the only reason you do it uh, is to find out that when you renegotiate the TV contract and you get a SWAC championship game now, that the money that you bring in will be at least equal to what you're getting now. A school is not going to vote on another school knowing that they're going to get less bringing that school in than they got the year before without that school. All right. Now. It makes no sense. It's not even a financial. You wouldn't. Okay, okay, Both of okay. y'all have depressed me as U of A's alone making legitimate arguments. Dude, well, now, now I'm, I'm, I'm going to go this route. Would you say that the reason that SEC made a, a opening for – Texas A&M, Texas A&M was to increase their market value. Yeah, so, the, so the reason that because that, that's a perfect example of where we I'm where we had okay okay. SEC knew that they were coming up with a new contract. Okay. Their contract was ending. They had already planned the fact that they were going to pretty much be able to negotiate their own television station, basically okay. with ESPN. Right. So the value that they needed to create was expand the market. Gotcha. So a lot of people, if you remember, were talking about go get Florida State. They strong. Go get Clemson. One of the first things that's on the bylaws for SEC right now is that they won't expand into a current market with SEC teams. So if anybody was listening, Florida State was out. Yep. Clemson, Clemson was, was out. Because of South Carolina and Florida. Nobody, you know, everybody wants to talk about what they wanted. They were out. Only thing they would make, I said, if you want to go up that, then the only other place you get was maybe you could get North Carolina State. But my understanding is legislation, if you think legislation was bad here, was splitting up Texas A&M and University of Texas, uh-huh. they said it's even re- more ridiculous in North Carolina. You're not going to split UNC, Chapel Hill, and North Carolina State. So the next option was they flirted with Texas A&M. History told you that they flirted once before, but at that time, the power brokers that be in the state of legislation wouldn't let it go down. They went back to the table, were talking under the rock. Yes, we'd love to get in the Texas market. Was the water running through that the rock? That means you have, yes, it was, <laughs> splashing and all. Meaning we can get to Houston, we can go to ESPN and say, hey, now we got the Houston market. We can say now we got Dallas, Dallas market. We can say now we got San Antonio. Yeah. And at, like, and at the heart of it, we they got were Austin. Yeah. It, oh, so then everybody was trying to figure out where they went. I told everybody, quick as they let me know. I said, they going after Missouri. You know why? Another they get Mo- St. Louis. Yep. They get Kansas City. Yeah, Everybody's makes sense. like, oh, they don't fit all this. They give a damn about what fit. It fit their pocketbook. And they was guaranteed. And the network probably and told them, said. It went down. Next one, you want to get another example? I'm what listening. did the Big Ten do? Before you even woke up, they yeah. went to Maryland, got the whole market, butchered it, yep. connected them, the backside of Penn to protect Penn State, and then went to Rutgers so they could get part of New York. Yeah. You yeah. know, they just signed a deal to play in uh, yeah. New York, yeah. Madison Square. Yes. 
20, what, 18, 19, 21, something like that. Yeah. Four, four years, they playing up there. Now they got an interest into that market. Yeah. Guarantee. What did the ACC do? Made a move. Made a move. Made a move. Went right up there for the New York market, market as well. Yeah. That's simply what it's about. I understand. We may hate it. I understand. We may not make sense to us, but the secret is out. These people are about money. Yeah. N-O-N-E-Y. Presidents. Big ones. Big ones. Not none of that ten that ten and twenty. They're looking for them fifty and them hundred. Let's see. I just put on Twitter <laughs> that Doc is pouring cold water on the idea of the Big Twelve adding recruits. But you can follow all of us. Get all <laughs> hate, man. I'm getting you know what? Now. I don't care. No, no, I don't care, Doc. It's, it's, I don't no, care. No, no, that's no, 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 what right you're now. saying. Makes excellent sense. I don't care, and that's the whole point of our podcast is to spread knowledge. That's what these—that's what we're about. Okay, because Bip with Wildcat and Doc Podcast is to spread knowledge, real that's knowledge. Yes, that, that, that's what that, we're that's here junk, for. That crap. So that's that's what we're that's what we're for. That's why you're here. That's why Wildcat. That's what I'm here. We all have our areas of expertise. So I'm gonna yeah. throw one out there. I don't want us to go back to this, but this is hot. I'm getting tweets by coaches and people on the other coast. They just told me that Latrell Scott. Was actually offered the FAMU job and turned it down. So it's ugly wow. that these folks are oh. serious. Wow. And it obviously means Willie Simeons pretty much was offered the job at FAMU. Okay, then well, now, you got that, now you got something. He turned wrong. that down. So that's so, maybe a lot of reason why. Something's up there. Maybe Kevin Winslow got fired because he couldn't make it work. Something's, it's, so it's, now they've actually, op, top three candidates, they got Joker. They better hope Joker comes in there and gets it done. If not, they going back to the interim coach. Doc, when it's one thing when you see that at the at the big schools because they they figured all out. They got it. You know, they got plans down the road. They can go all the way down to the twenty six letters. At an HBCU, when you're in a situation like that, not only do you lose your head coach and you make a decision to go another direction, but you also got to look at a, at a, at an AD. What what transpires just from your knowledge and dealing with what what transpires in, in the meeting or what well, should? I, I think in a lot of ways it just tells you how broken family is. A lot of people can't believe because because I'm finding that hard to. It's like U of H back in the day when they had Bill Yeoman and uh, Five Slammer Gentleman in regards to people were knocking down the door to cut again because they knew, hey, I can win there. Or the Texas brand, people just mm-hmm. associate with HBCU sports uh, in terms of FAMU, Southern, and Grambling, Jackson State, pretty much to degree A and T. With those significant programs. Right, okay. And that's the way it went down. And so um, I just believe it just lets you know how many people have problems. And a lot of that has to still do with the APR issue. Wow. Are they having some major problems? People forget how quickly it is. People still forget that Southern just went in front of the NCAA in regards to what is happening there. And they're waiting on to see if they can get off probation. People, because they keep playing in the way the SPAC just allows things to happen, <laughs> that you almost forget they're on APR, but they can't play in any NCAA-sanctioned postseason event. You know, and, and that's the, folks, that's the saddest part about all of this, what's going on at campuses that we, at one time, that was the only place that we were allowed to go and get educated beyond high school. That it has dropped to that point to where folks just spending money and going to school, but apparently it's not getting across to the student that you actually got to go to class, you know, and put effort in 
I'm talking about on on, on well, the I, athletes. I, I, athletes I, think, on, I disagree. With uh, well, well, okay, I think they are telling them to go to class. But I think what you're finding out now is, unfortunately, we have a serious problem that we really don't like to deal with, just like we talk about from a legal standpoint and criminalization of young African-American or blacks, whatever term you prefer in terms of the legal system. You see that in terms of the education system or what many people are referring to as the prison industrial complex from that standpoint. I call it now the athletic industrial complex, and the other one is the educational athletic complex. The truth be told, all these are felonies young men. So now you got a group of young men that are coming out. The large institutions have the financial means to cover that up. Okay. We see it. People don't want to hear it. And because it's people of color, they really don't give a damn. If you want to be frank with it, I'm listening. You see it at UNC for the last year. You see it trickling out with all these crazy things going on. But half the time, it's because you're letting people institute in institutions that really do not develop them, and they're not prepared to be successful. Now, I think everybody should have a great opportunity. But where I'm from, if you're not prepared for the opportunity, it's you're going to fail more than likely. I don't care how many resources you put behind you. You're not prepared. And so people think it's an insult when I talk about at least giving the opportunity. I think a opportunity is truly one that allows you to succeed. If not, I see it as exploitation. That's the difference. Because you know going well that they're not going to succeed. So what are you finding out to tie this back? Because people are trying to figure out where you're going. HBCUs are now having to deal with players that are lower on the recruiting value, which oftentimes, unfortunately, means they're even less prepared to being successful in college. So it's a trickle-down theory. So you have people that are in college that get in that are not really prepared, and so HBCUs do not have the financial wherewithal to work with them from an academic standpoint to get them through when you have to buttress it with everything they have to do on the athletic. And you have, to be frank, just like you have at the Big Five conferences, in other conferences, you have coaches that are hired to win. We just seen if you don't win, you get fired. Yeah. So they'll say everything they need to say about APR, and they'll say everything about they want kids to graduate. But when it gets tight, they're gonna tell a kid, I don't care about the test you have. I need you over here to practice. Yeah. But we don't yeah. want to talk about it. Right. I, 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 we but but we do a little bit. We do. We want to clap a little bit because the guy runs a touchdown or makes a big interception or, you know, drives somebody through the turf and fumbles and picks the ball up, and we flash it on ESPN for half a year and celebrate it. It is what it is. And it's exactly. A, and it's a, a, I'm through we, with my. Doc, you may be getting back on that so, a soapbox before the night is over with. Trust me. <laughs> just, just because we care. But that's. That's good. We care. And how can folks find yeah, you, Doc? I'm passionate about it. You can find me on the social media platforms at Dr. Kenyatta Cavill. That's Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Again, D-R-K-E-N-Y-A-T-T-A-C-A-V-I-L. Um, I'll post my own information I get in regards to updates. Uh, you can also see me retweet a lot of stuff in regards to the business of sports, social information as well as latest positives and negatives that are going on, particularly in the field of sports, uh, because that's where a larger part of my interest and knowledge uh, 
is in that particular area. You can also email me directly, kcaville at thd-agency.com. Uh, I have research papers out there to support the area that I talk about. I also do speeches and impromptu in regards to those kind of things. And lastly, you can find me on the radio show outside of this podcast every Tuesday on the all-new KCUHradio.com. That's www.kcuhradio.com, 7 to 8, every Tuesday to give you the latest and greatest on Inside the HBCU Sports Lab, where we talk about the business of sports from an HBCU perspective, which just gives you a different angle of the greater platform that you see HBCU, other C sports in general. Wildcat, how can folks find you on the... You can find me online. Um, I figured out some kind of way this weekend, lucked up yesterday and had time. My uh, tweet deck and Twitter accounts now are synced in um, at AKSVDCSR, JL Woodley1 at YouTube, bloggersblogspot.com, and SoundCloud. At AKSV, the CSR, the College Sports Report. So you're bringing that back now, sir. You're focusing on that. That's good. That's a, that's a, that's a positive, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Hey, I'm getting time. You know, football is winding down, and I'm not refereeing. At, you know, uh, this will be my last week winning playoffs and all, and I'm doing a couple of playoff games this week. But once this is over with. It'll be straight off the basketball, and as we say, we'll be getting that done. So I'll have time and all to kind of get some things situated in the evening time once I get sit, once I sit down. Um, the other good thing about all of this is the uh, with football winding down. You know, we're just, everybody's talking about the uh, the uh, playoffs coming up, the fourteen playoffs. And what that's going to bring and what that's going to look like, we have no clue because games haven't been played yet. And hopefully, you'll reach somewhere down the road with all three of these new guys coming into the con- into a conference, the Western Division of the American Athletic Conference. Tulsa, SMU, and U of H. Lock, uh, uh, Tulsa hired Baylor's Philip Montgomery, another OC. It'll be interesting what these teams look like heading into next season. Also, what it will look like, what it will change recruiting-wise here in the state of Texas and the state of Oklahoma because, folks, there's some players around here. That's why everybody come to the, come to the state of Texas. It's going to be a lot of offense. And I think we need that. In, in the Because act. I'm tired of looking at, you know, what I'm looking at, inconsistency. I want to see some consistency at the quarterback position. I want to see guys second guessing. Well, I'm all for that to a point, but I I, I don't like seeing 55, 52 football games. At the end of a game, I, the I fourth quarter, sometimes you get that away because you gotta you, you gotta you gotta stay up, you gotta catch up. No, I I just prefer defense. I prefer you tackling. want grinding out to the like like they used to do back in the old days I of the SEC. Tackling. I prefer. Is that what you want to see? Defensive players allowed to actually touch receivers. Not At the line? Or, uh, uh, on the uh, line, down the field. You want to see somebody get knocked into the dirt? I didn't say that. I didn't say get knocked knocked out. I said. I didn't say knocked out. Yeah, I said defense, knocked into the dirt. Knocked Actually, into the dirt, whatever. I'm, I'm talk, I, I want to see guys tackle, not hit. Tackle. Uh, Tackling is a lost art in football. It's been that's that way true. for years. That's true. But, but I want defense to be allowed to, defenders to be allowed to play defense. So you're on the save and, or not? And, and, and not this 55, 52 video game scores that. 
football is going to on the college level, especially, that's not football. If, well, I, if I want to see that, I'll, I'll stay at home and play it on on, on Madden. Change the rules. There's more defense change being played on Madden than there is. Change now. the rules. And that's what that's what's happened. It swung so far to the other side that it's nothing but offense. If you can't put up forty five points in five hundred six hundred yards of offense, then you you're not playing exciting football. Whatever. Well, you and I both know that's one of the things that, that folks have been complaining about. They're not seeing enough exciting football. A question was asked uh, uh, over the weekend. You know what what do you prefer as a college? Uh, fan, folks, I want to see. I want to see them put points on the board. You know, I just want to see a track meet. In fourth quarter, I want to see folks going back and forth, up and down the field. This ain't basketball. You know, it's true enough. But if you get behind and things ain't working, you're running. Your running game is not working. You know, everybody can't grind it out because that's a lost start for having a having a, a, a true running game nowadays. You know, very few teams they are don't even doing do that. that. What uh, Georgia Tech does is is a lost art. You know, I mean, because offense is, is the key, but the final scores, it, it is just way, well, it swung way too far to the other side for offense. Well, let me ask you this question then. Do you think Bill Yeoman's Veer could thrive in this, in, in this day and time just because of what it was capable of doing back in the day? Speeding up the game, not letting, the, uh, not allowing the defense to get situated and all and, and pinning them. Uh, Pin their ears back in, in this rush. Probably. Because it's it's rare. That's one of the reasons Georgia Tech's offense is so so successful because they're not very few teams do it. Teams are used to seeing it and it's difficult to prepare for. But I'm not talking to, I'm what offense you the style of offense you choose to play is one thing. But when the defense is basically playing with their hands tied behind their back because they can't Get off the field, get, and get off on the, the field, field and, and and be physical at all against the offense. That is not good football, in my opinion. And we'll, you know, the SEC has swung so quickly in just three years. Before the Aggies joined the SEC, it was what kind of football? Ground and pound. Doc, you know, what did we watch the game that much night? Much more physical. Six three. Uh, 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 it, you know, and and we and this and this funny part about that. I think about that night because we uh, we all actually sat around until the game was oh, over. Oh, yeah, had to. I mean, we just <laughs> we just sat around and just right. watched them just grind it out, grind it out, grind. It. And Trent Richardson was on the on the squad. It was it was on the squad at the time. What? Mm-hmm. And those kind of running backs are not a dime a dozen anymore. Now those guys actually. When was the last time a high uh, uh, top notch running back out of Division One? Got a real shot as a rookie into the NFL and thrived. It's been a while. It's been a while. The name of the last one, because Jeremy Hill of Cincinnati is doing quite well. He played for LSU, I believe. And what is, is it a pro set or are they some, run some wild situations? Cincinnati. He played at LSU. LSU pro offense. You couldn't tell it by how Les Miles coaches offense. With the success of Odell Beckham Jr. having with the Giants right now setting all kinds of rookie records, you know what? And that scales me. The he talent, is, the talent that he had at LSU, and they were scoring. You talking about everybody else in the SEC is great offensively and then fast paced offense. Les Miles, is, oh no, he's just he's truly old school. I mean, his his offense is back in the fifties. He's trying to figure it out. So, 
But we're talking but, football. Let's let's show some love to Sam Houston State. Yeah. And you know, and folks ain't laughing no more about it. Because they're, they're, they're still playing football. <laughs> yes, sir. In a playoff. And with a first year coach. Which, you know, first Division One. FBS says yeah, football can't, you know. But and you know what? That's that's what you call an athletic director making a good hire and knowing what he did and just said, "I'm gonna turn you loose." So far, things. so good. We see he's still playing with the. Yeah, he's still players. playing with Fritz's so player. Fritz, yeah, exactly. So we we'll see nah, if he can carry he, it off. He didn't, he didn't screw so it up. I give him credit for what he he's doing this year, but he I'm didn't saying screw it up. the reason I say that there's still yeah. some some oh, yeah. Houston alums that were not sure that he was the right hire. They still not. It's still not. It's still not. Obviously, that, they're they, quiet in the weeds right now. And, and, and basically, they've done just what everybody else does. He, I wasn't cont- contacted, so I'm not giving. You know, whether they went out. I'm happy, oh, oh, yeah, Doc, Doc. Everybody's got the same mentality. Everybody, I found it out, man. Told you it goes across the board. <laughs> they, they got the same mentality. I'm like, really? They said, Jerry, I don't care. The man in the AD and the president didn't call me, they didn't listen to my calls, so I ain't giving this year. I said, well, what happened to your seats? He said, my grandchildren use them because they want to go to the games, but I don't go. And I'm like, really? And this person here is a... Uh-huh. Yeah. He's been around for about... Matter of fact, he was on a committee when uh, Fitz got hired. So I'm like, okay. I understand this. He said, yeah, I, t- I don't like it. Now they going and I'm supporting them and all and I'm pay for my grannies if they want to go to to up the road and all and watch them play. I'm gonna pay for them to go, but uh, that's it. That's my contribution. Other than that, they ain't getting none of my money. Money. I like all right then. Doc is just interesting. Just hear that come out of that folks' mouth when the when the team is succeeding. You'd expect some kind of smile and all across their face, but when it's not their guy, it's not their guy. Correct. I'm just, I'm, you know, I expect that at UT in Texas. You know, in it, but now I'm, <laughs> it's, it's been a strange year for me. It's been a strange year. I watched the folks at Jackson State get crazy. People at, at Texas Southern get a little, little yeah. off the off the deep end. Yes, and yes. the people at Prairie View said, uh, "No, long enough. Let's make a change." Yeah, they were. It's ugly. You know, so I don't know. Real quick, uh, Sam Houston State beat Villanova on Saturday, 34-31, to advance to another playoff game. Great game. North Dakota State, three-time defending champion. Yeah. Be rough, man. I watched that game. The, the yeah, game will I be too. on I, I did ESPN, too, yeah. ESPN2 this Friday, 7 p.m. kickoff. Yeah. Rough playing up there. But it's what a playoff. 7, 7 p.m. our time, in North, you know, up there in North Dakota. On ESPN too. They lost twice to him in the championship game. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So Jared, Jared Johnson, we'll see what he can do. Going we're against gonna, uh, find out. ND see State. We can get a little payback. <clears throat> we're gonna find out. Now let's take a moment to hear from our sponsor, THG Agency. Are you looking for business strategies and services in the areas of sports management, educational leadership, and project management for your sports camps, AAU teams, local business, or athletic department? Well, you come to the right place. THG Agency is the Heritage Group. It is a fully integrated sports entertainment, educational leadership, and project management consulting company focused on sports leadership and educational administration with six areas of consulting expertise, sports business management, educational 
professional sports assessment, data analysis, educational curriculum development, advanced leadership execution, and statistics solution consulting. Our services are well-defined but tailor-made for our clients we represent. For more information, give us a call at 281-330-1341 or email us at info at thg-agency.com. You can also visit the website at thg-agency.com. Thanks once again to THG Agency for sponsoring our podcast. Then you had a Final Four for high school as well. Thoughts on that? Cy Ranch! How many of you people out there thought I was joking when I said Cy Ranch would actually get that done? Folks got to find out what's going on over, out there. They've had two schools have come in since that school has gone online and uh, and they found a way to hold on to the core. Yes. And I, and I like that. I like that. We got Katie. Katie doing what Katie Well, does. you know, it's, it's, but they playing C to here. That's all I'm going to say. And I was just going to say that. <laughs> they playing C to here. That's all I'm going to say. Cedar Hill. And that's a pickup. Bumped them in the head last year. Yeah, and they weren't afraid of me. Yeah. They weren't afraid of me. Yeah. And, that's, and that's the key. My understanding of Cedar Hill is better than what they yeah. were last year. That, that they were quite. And I'm not sure if Katie is as good as they were last year. They're not as deep. Right. Then that, that's, that's the difference. That's the difference. That Katie was. In my opinion, a much better team, obviously, if I say that, in terms of my opinion. But um, they were a better team last year. Right. But that's why you play play the game. Yeah. Now, I don't know. Long ball out there and see what happens. So, it'll be interesting as we get down to the final. So, I'm going to go with C. Because it's a far-going conclusion. I hate to see that skyline thumping him. And I it, and you, you you did you, you see the same thing? Did you, you, did you see the same thing I saw? All of a sudden, you know what? A, a mental a, a mental situation changed. Guess what happened? No, this was an injury. Quarterback got hurt. Thought the quarterback I, I, for Skyline got hurt in the second quarter. But so it's, it's always hard to replace a quarterback. They got away with it for a quarter, but I thought you asking for a lot when you don't. Have the depth at that level, particularly. Well, you really don't on high level. school level. On, a, on high school really level, at you any know. level, if you think about it, we seen this past weekend with the Texans uh, in terms of what they're doing, falling back. Uh, you seen it with everybody that thought Johnny Manziel was just going to light it up in his. Oh, uh, folks are waiting on him, man. Folks are waiting on him. Start and think you're just supposed to continue to play at the same level. And then, if if you got a starter, like we, all three of us in fantasy leagues, we we watched our. At least I did. I watched my quarterback like suffer through, yeah. and I couldn't believe I was looking at Aaron Rodgers and saying, "What is going on?" It happens. You know, it's, it it happens. Tom Brady's had days and all like that, and that's my backup quarterback. So, yeah, so. you know, it, it it happens. But folks, Allen, I'm 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 looking for Allen yeah, to win Peyton the game. Manning and his Kyler Murray. Yeah. Chance to finish his high school career undefeated. Yep. That's crazy. Yep. I've yeah. never seen a little three. Even I think he can get it done. They got they they getting a three-year run. I really thought Skyline was the most said team. If he does that, he'll go down the greatest high school quarterback in state history. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot that's to a, say. That's but a three-year run. He has a resume that allows you to at least put him in the conversation. And his, I'm not sure I can do it. In his first year, they were really – That's what they, they were, have to put on the table for Ralph. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, because that's over my head. Uh, I've seen it. I've seen it. Mentioned yeah, on Twitter a few times. I'm just like, okay. When you when you mentioned, uh, I'm gonna uh, put that on Ralph and then bring it back to the listeners next week. When you mentioned other names, um, that they, Kane, they can and, also uh, post it on Facebook and put up some of the names that they may say that uh, should give us an argument in regards to 
Let's see, between Booker T, uh, BCL Moore, uh, and Yates were three schools that produced, let's see, Kane, uh, Smokey. You got to say names, man. You just saying uh, our nicknames and stuff. You got to no, say names. Uh, you know, uh, come on. Uh, uh, Kane is Smokey. Uh, <laughs> they gonna put us off there. Come on, and and that's only because I can't nah, think. As I nah, said, we'll get some names. Yeah. It's off, off of, we'll actually go dig in the record books. Sometimes you don't have them coming off there, but the fact that it's an argument. Yeah, oh yeah. Means we need to go back and kind of take yeah. our role of it. And even when folks talk about, you know, the difference of the, the schemes and all, you know, playing out a pro set, the wing t- t and wing formation and all back then and how guys. Adapted. Well, I think his biggest <laughs> argument that he's put it on the table now is the fact that he's undefeated. Not necessarily about the yards he's putting up, but the wins when, that he. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I, I think anybody that you put up against him, you're gonna have to put up those those wins. Mm-hmm. Who has won? Maybe you look at winning, you know, conference or even going deep in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Obviously, winning three straight championships may be a long order to match. Uh, which again, in terms of that pure component. Uh, you have to make sure he's in the argument. But the question many people will say, uh, they'll look at it in terms of talent. Is he that talented or was it everything around him? Many people will say back in the day also the fact, remember, uh, the divisions were consolidated. Right. You only one team. Two different divisions. Only one team so went out of the It was uh, tougher uh, to make it through the playoffs, yeah. obviously. It was actually tougher <coughs> to get into the playoffs. Remember what? Oh, one yeah. team in a division? Yes, sir. One team in a division. One team in the district. And they moved it to two teams in the division? Yep. Now you're getting, what, three in the division? Getting four. You get, you know, you're getting four teams out of, out of the districts now, depending right. on what. Uh, so you what, play uh, more games, but your first couple of games, you're not playing anybody. And you don't necessarily play the best team because the best team may be another division. That's true. That's the other thing that's, that, that has cropped up. You know, Katie went from being. Uh, just a 5A school or 4A school to now they're, they're uh, depending on the, the amount of enrollment in that district, they can either play Division One or Division Two, uh, and it changes the, the, your playoff makeup. 